0: At this time, i can going to have Jonathan Bryden.
1: Well, good afternoon. Uh, don't worry about the size of the bottle. I'm not preaching for that long. So we've had a bit of a theme today, which is uh, the great I am loves me. It's kind of been a bit of a background theme, but this kind of sermon section is all about the great I am loves me. Now, when it comes to love, uh, there's a few different images we can think of. If we can have the next slide, you know, what kind of image comes to your mind when we hear the word love? Uh, Perhaps it's this: a couple on the beach in the sunset. Maybe some children playing. Uh, Maybe it's a dog. Uh, a well fed dog, maybe it's chocolate, you know, or maybe it's even the idea of a soldier giving his life for his country and defending his country because of how much he loves his country and the people in it. But I wonder how many times this is the image we first think of when it comes to love. Because I think sometimes it can be very easy to think of little things, and sometimes we don't really see how much it is that of a blessing it is of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Uh, if you turn to John 15, Uh, The majority of the sermon is going to be from John 15. Uh, Quite ironic, considering my name is Jonathan. But if we read from uh, verses 9 to 7. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my heart, in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, So that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Now what's incredible is just reading this passage is how many times we are just told to purely love each other. It seems that this is very much a focus that Jesus is talking about here. He wants us to love one another. And not to love each other, but to also love God. Now, it's incredible to really think that God has already made the ultimate sacrifice. Like Cam said in his uh, communion, he read from John 3, verse 16, uh, which is no, I, you know, uh, hang on, let me just turn there. <laughs> Would you like to say that? So it says in John 3 verse 16 For God so loved the world That he gave his one and only son So that whoever believes in him Shall not perish but have eternal life You know and sometimes we read this And we think oh yeah That wouldn't be too too difficult I think we have a few parents here um, And I think I want to ask you this question What would you find easier To sacrifice yourself Or to sacrifice your one and only child Or one of your children Yeah it's a lot more difficult, well I hope it's a lot more difficult for you to sacrifice your child. <laughs> I certainly think if they're young, if they're young it's definitely a lot easier to sacrifice self. As they start getting towards my age, maybe they become a bit more annoying. Um, but you know, it is a lot harder to sacrifice one of your children. And for God, it was his one and only son. It was the only one. There wasn't going to be another one. It was the one and only you know we can see how much God really does love us, which is incredible because we really don't deserve it. And how could we ever deserve God's love? How could we ever earn the right to have someone to die for us and to give us an actual hope in the future? Uh, but because of His grace and His love, we are able to have hope for a better future ahead of this world. Uh, if you look at First Corinthians thirteen, verses, 4, it'll also be on the screen, uh, verses four to eight a. And it reads like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. You know, this is my favorite scripture in the Bible. Uh, And what I used to do is I used to replace the word love with God in the scripture. So it would read God is patient, God is kind, God does not envy, God does not boast, and you know, you kind of get the idea. Um, I would also then replace my name for love, and I'd be like, John is patient, okay, sort of. John is kind, uh, John does not, you know, and kind of see how I was comparing to each different section in love. But having read it more recently, it's not the different areas of love, that is love in general. Love in general is all of those qualities together. Love isn't a little bit of this, a little bit of that, it is all of that. And that just makes it even more incredible thinking about how much God loves us, the fact that all of that can easily reflect how much God loves us. You know. And it kind of makes me think more when I say, Oh, I love you. It starts to make me think, Well, do I really? Am I really reflecting what this scripture says about love? Am I really showing them and living the life of loving people you know and for me when you love someone you tend to want to do things for them uh, husbands you probably buy your wives flowers uh, if you <laughs> sometimes <laughs> um, but you know when you really love and care for someone you want to spend time with them you want to do things for them you want to make them feel appreciated and valued but how do we How so therefore to love God we have to do the same but how can we do that with God If you go to John 15, uh, verses 9 to 12. And it reads, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, So that my joy may be complete in you and that your joy, uh, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. You know, here, God's telling us how to love him. You know, he's telling us how to please him. And it says to remain in his love and to keep his commands and to love each other. You know, and I think that's a really crucial part to love each other. Because I think a lot of the times in this world, uh, a lot of things can put you down. You know, we heard in Jazz's testimony about how There were so many things that kind of happened to her and really put you down. It really puts you in a difficult position, you know. And we've all experienced some point in our life where we've had difficulties and they've kind of weighed us down a bit and it started making life difficult. Uh, On this next slide, we've got a few statistics about how it's going in the UK. Um, And some of them are a bit shocking. About a quarter of the population will experience some kind of mental health problem in the course of a year, with mixed anxiety and depression, the most common mental disorder in Britain. Depression affects one in five older people. Ten percent of children have a mental health problem at any one time. And in the year 2011, there were 6,045 suicides committed just in the UK, which is around 16 a day. You know, we can see that the world isn't feeling very loved, and a lot of people in this world aren't feeling loved. You know, and there's a very clear message that you can get from the Bible, which is simply, God loves you. That's the one main message that is put across: is I love you. You know, and sometimes it's really hard to love one another because we don't really know how to do. It, and sometimes we're like, uh, do you like hugs? Do you like what? Like, and some that we can't let that be a barrier because life isn't easy. You know, it's a hard and rocky path. And if you imagine driving along in a car, you know, on a rocky path, if you go on the rocky path too long, you'll probably get a flat tyre. And if you're stuck on your own and no one helps you repair the tyre, if you're not very good at repairing tyres, you're stuck on the rocky road and you're not getting off. And sometimes it needs someone to come along, help you change your tyre and get your car moving again. And, you know, for me as well, uh, sometimes it's very easy when someone says to me, are you okay, to instantly go, yes. But sometimes it's not so easy on the second time Because if you say to someone Oh, are you alright? right They can just go, yeah, yeah To try and deflect the question But the second time you go Are you really okay? They start thinking Well, actually And they're opening more up to you you know. And through understanding God's love and grace He has given us Is the way that we can drive ourselves on To do what he asks us to do Because I'm not going to lie Some of it is difficult Some of the things he wants us to do I find hard and I'm sure everyone finds hard Uh, If we just turn to Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. It's also on the screen, of course. And it says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I mean, how is that for love right there? Rejoicing over you with singing, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I don't know if anyone's ever had someone sing about them. I haven't. Maybe I haven't one day. Uh, but it must, it must be such an incredible feeling to just know that God, the creator of heavens, the creator of the earth, who sacrificed his son, rejoices in you. You know, he takes great delight in us. And rejoices over singing. You know, it's very clear that God loves you. You know, and He says another message. He is said. It's clear that He says that you are unique and valuable. You have a greater value than any other worldly possession because there is only one you. There's only ever going to be one you, and that's why you're so valuable because you are unique. You are special, and God loves you and wants you to spend light eternity with Him. And the uh, You are his greatest treasure and the one he is the most proud of. Now, there's some incredible clips on YouTube unfortunately we don't quite have enough time to show them uh, but this guy kind of gets into the thoughts of what he would think God would say and he goes through, it's about 4 or 5 minutes long each video, there's one that says uh, a message to all men and a message to all women, uh, I would highly recommend anyone going and watching them but he literally tells you how much you are valued you know, to the guys he says you're strong you're big, you're tough, you're handsome you know, and to the women he says you know, you're beautiful valuable and you are special and you deserve the very best And that's what God says to us. You deserve the best possible. And the way we get that best possible is by seeking him and trying to live our life in accordance with what he commands. Because sometimes in life, you don't really know what's going to happen, but God does and he has a plan for you and he loves you. You know, the theme of the teen camp was the great I am loves me. Uh, But if you take one thing away from this kind of lesson, uh, I would hope it would be this. And it's that the great I am truly loves me how much do I love him and his children? Let's pray as the end of service. Uh, dear Father God, we really do just thank you for how much you really do love us. It's incredible to think how much you care for us and how much you do love us. The fact that you would give up your one and only son for us, that's just an incredible thought, Father. Uh, you, we can just see every day in the amazing things you've created and how beautiful they are, Father, but you say that we have so much more value than that, Father. It's incredible just to think of how much you really do love us. Uh, But Father, we know that you want us to follow your commands, Father. We know that the greatest desires of your heart are for more people to come to you, to know you and to be with you, Father. And you know, I really do just pray that we can go out today and just really go and have this mission of love, Father, of loving people and showing them just even a fraction of your love. Because by them seeing our love and getting close to us, Father, and then telling them there's even greater love than this, that will be astounding to people. Because it really is a tough world, Father. Uh, I really do pray just for... Everyone who's been here today, we thank you for the time we've been able to spend with each other, Father. And we thank you for every day that you give us, Father. And it's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, John, for that. Let's uh, give another round of applause. Thank you very much. Um, it's not over yet. In a moment... Uh, Tamika Kennedy will come and uh, share her testimony with us. Uh, But before she does, we're going to sing, You are holy. this. You, you are holy. You are my Prince of it, and I will live my life for you. You are holy. You.